Nosferatu. More like Nosferatunes. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name in the original book is Gareth Blackler, and joining me is the <laughs> copyright-free German translation, James <laughs> Barron. Hello. <laughs> Hi there, Gareth. I'm rising up from my grave to get on the mic. How's it going? Ooh, oh, yeah. It's going I, well. I like being a German translation of myself. That's great. I'm translated from the original script. Man. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's very good. Oh. Spooky energy just in of itself. <laughs> Germany. Yeah. Shout outs to you for being a spooky place. <laughs> yeah. What can you say? Not much. Oh, man. No. But we've got um, Nosferatu this time. Uh, oh, yes. An original Oogie Boogie here on the show in 1922. <laughs> um, Dracula adaptation, effectively. Um, mm. and this is like. Without any of the rights. Yeah. It was like, just they just did it and they were like, well, we've got <laughs> to change the name, I guess. So have him be Nosferatu, you know? He's not, yeah. he's not the Count, so we changed all the characters' names. And then, when it was translated, they changed all the characters' names again. So, that's going to be real confusing, mm. depending on what version mm, we that's watched. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think we both watched the version that's for, available for free on streaming at wikipedia.org. Yes, that is true. Down, downloaded <laughs> fresh from the, the source. The, where I watch all my movies, if at all possible. Oh, uh. Yeah, I go to Wikipedia to watch movies and listen to the pronunciation of actors' names. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. I like to find I... out how many degrees I am away from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and that's... Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to just find um, when someone's written a page that's just a little too long and someone's flagged it, it's like, this is too long. And you're like, oh, yeah. Well, what else are they supposed to do? This is the knowledge book page yeah someone needs to do that for our show (laughs) 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 they just need that little footnote that's just yeah could could use cutting down a bit (laughs) (laughs) oh well Uh, oh no just a wee roast on ourselves um but yeah nosferatu Uh, have you seen it before did you were you aware of this spooky boy Okay, first off, thank you for steering me away from Wikipedia. I could have talked about that forever. No Um, problem. But for no joy of the listener. I, to be completely honest, I knew of Nosferatu. The only thing I knew was from the season two Spongebob episode. Yeah. Where he shows up at the very end and they all like scold him by saying Nosferatu. Yeah, the spooky episode. And that's it. Yeah, it's a very good one. I, I, yeah, I knew nothing. I assumed the guy's name was Nosferatu, and I'm very disappointed that it isn't. Yeah, I mean, he could well be a Nosferatu, you know. You could you could hmm. call him by his name. Call me by my name. Like, it's all good. <laughs> Little Nos X. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He should do that. That would be fantastic. Mm. Oh, my God. Just... <laughs> Dress, he would be amazing dressed up as Nosferatu. Like, no lie, man. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very similar <laughs> Sorry. in that, yeah. like, 
I only knew um, Nosferatu from that uh, SpongeBob episode, but I'm do- I'm doing <laughs> for some reason I've decided to do the the deep classic horrors this time around. Yeah. I'm the I'm the like the nostalgia man now for some reason. I don't know what's gotten <laughs> into me, but we I'm I'm living in the deep past. Uh, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I was initially like, oh yeah, similar, very similar Nosferatu and House on Haunted Hill. And then I had mm. to like check myself because those are 30 years apart. They're just black yeah. and white. There is a world of difference between the two, just in terms of like Heck filmmaking. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone is very 60s in <laughs> in like uh, <laughs> in House on Haunted Hill or like 50s, I guess. But um, mm. yeah, Nosferatu, you are... It is of another era entirely. This oh, is yeah. the first movie that we've had where it was a silent movie for one, like for, well, apart from a trip to the moon, but the first movie that had mm. uh, the on-screen um, uh, captions for for dialogue. So yeah, like obviously no dialogue in the movie, uh, and um, it would have been a one of those movies that was shown in front of uh, an orchestra performing. Uh, terrifying classical <laughs> tracks, presumably. I don't know. Maybe they're just yeah. improvising. Oh, there was a. Well, all the music's been lost. I think yeah. there was a score, but a lot of this movie was lost um, because the widow of the Stroker estate, um, you know, realized it was just Dracula with a different name and like ordered most of it destroyed. Fair. Yeah, it, there's nothing more spooky than a, like, destroyed tape of a film, right? Like, yeah, we're uncovering the hidden knowledge. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it has since been um, revived and mm. uh, risen from its from its grave, from its tomb um, <laughs> for the public to enjoy and became a, sort of a, um, a classic. It's one of the better depictions of Dracula, really. It, like, sets a lot yeah. of rules for vampires that hadn't, hadn't mm. existed. Like, added to the mythos yes. pretty significantly, which is cool. Um, mm. Yeah. So, vampire just, origins. Yeah, I just love how sickly this boy is. And, like, yeah, like, <laughs> being a vampire has made him this way, as opposed to, like, the charming um, other Dracula you kind of get. Yeah, like, I guess the one that naturally led to um, Robert Pattinson. Well, not the person, the <laughs> Edward Cullen, and Whoa. like the sexy vampire crazes of the eighties and two thousands. Mm, yes, yeah. they all have a lineage I mean, to this one weird dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would oh, love that. Goodness me! Yeah, imagine if in Twilight they were all Nosferatu's, and it was like real obvious that they were creepy. Yeah. But everyone was just also real the into Cullen them anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just being crushed on by teenagers. Being like, man, I want to be, want to be like fucking Count Orlock. <laughs> He's so dreamy. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, should oh, we do it? Wow. Should we talk about this spooky boy and his, and his activities? Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh. Oh, what would we do? If we didn't, we'd just have to talk about Wikipedia for another three hours. (laughs) We'll save you from that horror, listener. Yeah. And deliver you to this one as we sync it with Pink Floyd, as we do every week. Okay. Opening title, speak to me. You know what we're doing. 
um, based on this movie is based on the book by Bram Stoker, Dracula, as you know. Um, have you ever read Dracula, like the actual book? I haven't. I thought I had, but I think I've read because it's public domain now, so you can rip it off as much as you want. I've right. read an unauthorized young adult sequel. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I wish what? I could remember anything about it. Odds are it's by an Australian author because it's most books in Christchurch libraries were from yeah. um, Australian authors, especially in the young adult section. So I, <laughs> well, I stayed in the young adult section too long. I could have just moved on to like adult books, yeah. but I like drained the Christchurch library system of the young adult section Fair. right up until I was maybe like 16. And I, I, mean, yeah, I remember some... reading this like, sequel it was also written like a diary like the original novel yeah i just remember reading that in sydney on a family holiday and just you know enjoying the sunshine but coming to bed and being spooked every night oh no oh gosh yeah dracula 2 lost in the outback i love it (laughs) it definitely (laughs) informed how i was on that holiday because i was really transfixed with trying to find a t-shirt of the band muse like mm-hmm. I would, you know, would would go to the theme parks and then we'd get home. Everyone's tired. They're sitting around the pool. I'll go for a walk down to like the nearest CD store and be like, do you guys have any Muse t-shirts? And I found out that um, there was a licensing. <laughs> this is the Nosferatu episode, but um, there was a <laughs> licensing er- thing in Australia where the band Muse couldn't print any merch and sell it. Damn. Now that's an Yeah, because Australian copyright is wild. Yeah. Jeez. I, I mean, there are yeah. many creatives that can re- relate to searching for your muse, Gareth. So I think you're in good company. <laughs> oh, wow. It's been what, like 15 years since that holiday? And I can't believe I didn't make that pun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm oh, here to save thank the day. You. <laughs> <laughs> I disappear. I turn into a cloud of bats as the pun oh. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, yeah. So, we get, like, the opening credits here with all the different characters um, that will appear in the play. Like, the players are going to be on mm. screen, you know? Like, you've received the program at the start. Uh, we've got a guy called Max Shrek, which I'm thrilled to <laughs> announce plays Count Orlock or Count Dracula, depending on who you are. Uh. Shout out to Shrek. Max Shrek. <laughs> also the name of my Tumblr. <laughs> oh, man. Was Shrek's first name Max the whole time? That would change Whoa. the films. Because <laughs> then Fiona has married and become Fiona Shrek. Yeah, right? Well, that's what I ah. always assumed. <laughs> that she becomes Fiona Shrek. That is how I've been describing it on the forums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Max Shrek. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, shout outs to you, Max Shrek. You're a great, yeah. great is in your performance here. The maximum. We've got a guy called Renfield, who is uh, sort of like an Igor type uh, that we'll find out more about. We've got estate agent Harker, who is our mm. main boy, a uh, friend, and his wife, Nina. We've got a couple of friends, extraneous, like that look after Nina. <laughs> We've got a professor, a town doctor, and a captain of a ship, and his first mate. All introduced right here. There's 
Mm. Yeah, I just like the I, I like the idea of introducing all the characters right here at the top of the show, so that everyone's paying attention. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, we get like an excerpt from I think direct from the book. Right, a lot of these are from uh, Dracula, the actual story. Um, oh yeah, uh, but like I don't know how much of it is extrapolated out. Um, so mm. it, it, don't quote me on any of this, but, um, we've got- None of it was from the unofficial sequel, so don't worry Okay, about good. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, like, various quotes about, like, Nosferatu, the name alone could chill the blood, Gareth, <laughs> um, as we are getting into Breathe. The title cards are on screen for a long time in this movie, the, uh, not the mm. title cards, the, uh, the caption cards. Um, just so oh, that yeah. you can read. And I really appreciated that from a note-taking perspective, but not from a movie-watching <laughs> perspective. Um, but yeah. Mm, absolutely. But yes. That's like one and a half times reading time, I think. That's yeah. I found it as. Maybe people read slower back in the day because they had less practice. <laughs> I don't know. That's true. Yeah, they could only... I was going to say they could only read by it while the sun was up, but I think if they're making cinema, they probably had electricity. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, this film is set when they probably didn't have electri- electricity, so you're kind of oh, yeah. you're half there. You know, it was hmm. it's for all the 1800s folks out there that, yeah. have, that have waited in their tombs to watch this film. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, a film for us. Yes, excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got, uh, uh, yeah, Jonathan Harker and his his innocent wife, Nina. It all started with them, Gareth. Um, and yeah, we see uh, Jonathan Harker appear- preparing to go um, uh, to, I guess, his boss. I don't really know the relationship with Renfield, but whatever. Um and it's yeah. just like introducing these characters and we see his wife, Nina, who's just in a window playing with a cat with like a little pendulum. It took me way too mm. long to notice the cat. I thought she was just <laughs> messed around, like trying to hypnotize herself. And I was like, oh, wait, no, there's yeah. a cat there. Um, <laughs> quality of this film from Wikipedia.com, not strong, as you can imagine. Yeah. Like it was very very old film but i don't know if there's a better <laughs> version we could have watched i don't know um yeah like i feel like trip to the moon was in higher quality than this and that's from like the, the ancient past so mm. i don't know Bizarre. yeah i don't know maybe trip to the trip to the moon they probably put a little more effort into um fixing whereas nosferatu you try to fix it you just get too scared yeah that's fair i think you slipping off the reel because you're shaking in your boots you know? <laughs> yeah the projectionist is too scared that's when you're worried mm. um covering their eyes and the projector yeah <laughs> no one's loving that uh mm. yeah so they they're like hanging out and uh he gets her some flowers shows that they're very much in love there's a lot of overacting as you can imagine because they'd really need to showing these expressions uh, through mm. the old film so everyone's it's all smiles and uh big like they they really uh accentuate the way that they're talking so that you can see that before a title card comes yeah. up um yeah uh yeah but- i guess it's they've only had theater to go by they don't know that you're supposed to act a little more subtle when you're not on stage 
Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 strange. Mm. I don't, like it could just be yeah. I think it's probably product of the time, but yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he's heading off to work or whatever. He's been called somewhere. Um. By by uh Renfield and um. There's a guy who stops him on the street. Uh. Who <laughs> says. Wait, young man, you can't escape destiny by running away. <laughs> and this appears on screen right as Pink Floyd sing Race Towards an Early Grave at the end of uh, Breathe. So, mm, oh, yeah. Prophetic. Uh, mm. Yeah. Don't know what this guy's deal is. Have you ever been stopped on the <laughs> street when someone just says, like, you cannot escape destiny, Karen? Oh, yeah. It's like that- honestly. <laughs> I get stopped a lot. I'm. I think I'm just too polite and open faced. But I've had people. Oh, yeah. I was riding my bike years ago, and someone wanted to talk to me about Lou Reed for ages. Wow. And so okay. I politely listened to that. More recently, I was like eating lunch at the park, and <laughs> I've actually got two stories from the same park. Wow. Um, okay. A guy came up and told me an incredibly long story about how he once uh, represented New Zealand in fire walking. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. And notice that was one sentence of information, but this guy, he doled it out, that information. He took his time. Man, he raked and you over the coals. <laughs> exactly. Dang. But the ultimate best converse- <laughs> conversation with a stranger I've had mm-hmm. was, um, oh, goodness. I was sitting in the same park on the bench eating my lunch, and a guy came up, told me I was pretty, and performed a improvised rap for me. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I should have ran home and like jotted it down, but yeah. I didn't want to, you know, st- steal his flow. So Fair. all I remember is that he um, insulted my fictional wife during the rap. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. That's a weird way. And That's a broke, weird flex. Broke the flow and apologized. Okay. <laughs> Wait, he apologized yeah. mid flow? Yeah, he was like, sorry about that. That you know, it was obviously too caught up in the flow, but you know. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. Man, he's so used to insulting people's wives. <laughs> he just <laughs> worked in it and he's like, oh no. <laughs> just Yeah. Sometimes when the flow takes you, you just you don't know where you're going. Man. The dangers mm. of freestyle. His deal rap. with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> His deal with the devil like didn't allow him to he could Write the perfect rap, but at every point during the <laughs> verse, he had to insult somebody's wife. Dang. Man, that's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it, devil. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh. What did, I, I love the energy of that. What about you? Has anyone stopped you and warned you? No, we were talking off mic earlier about how the, the <laughs> freestyle rap thing also happened to me. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I forgot. I didn't put those two together, actually, and tell you that story earlier. Yeah, I'll repeat it here. I was walking down the street uh, having a rough day and I was wearing this awful shirt uh, that I didn't like. I don't know why I was wearing it. It was still just like part of my wardrobe. I think I was like so far behind on washing that I Mm. had to resort to a shirt that I didn't like. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) neither here nor there. Uh, Walking home (laughs) and a guy is just walking along freestyle rapping and starts rapping about me uh like because i am in his vicinity and says that he insults my shirt and then said that i didn't respect his flow and fair play on the shirt honestly (laughs) uh part one of my complaint but part two 
I was fully respecting his flow. I don't know <laughs> where he got that from. You know, I was I was disappointed by his lack of judgment there. But anyway. yeah, yeah. Imagine if they were the same person. Oh, the guy just probably? kept freestyling until he reached Auckland. I think that guy was suffering from like a freestyle curse where he couldn't stop Ooh. freestyling. That's what it felt like. Mm. Yeah. I've also, oh, right. I, I got stopped once um, walking. This is so, we have so many stories. Um, <laughs> I, I got stopped uh, once walking, just walking home again um, by someone who just like came up to me and said, hey, and then did a backflip. And then just keep walking. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Which is an incredibly powerful energy. <laughs> oh. They like put their hand on the my shoulder is- and went, hey. And then oh. and then did a backflip. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That has blown my tiny mind. You have added five years to my life with that story. It was great. Like from standing it's the position. that does it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was extremely powerful. <laughs> I assume oh. that they were like God walking the earth. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> Shall we get back to Nosferatu now that we've talked about I mean, all these times? Nosferatu could be any film. Like it could be the greatest film of all time, and it won't top. Hey, backflip. <laughs> it's true. The perfect script. <laughs> the perfect script. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's just that's the sketch I'm going to retire on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we get into uh, the Renfield's uh, office and or whatever, and he's this weird Igor-looking guy. I described him earlier, <laughs> like straight up, and he's uh. like, I don't trust him immediately. He's pouring over this no. document that looks like it's covered in demonic runes. <laughs> yeah. Later on, on the it's like it's supposed to be a like uh, real estate agreement, I think, which is really <laughs> funny that it's written with all these like arcane symbols on it. But on mm. the back, there is a very crude drawing of a house, which <laughs> I'm very happy about. Yeah. Oh yeah, but he's a weird guy. Um, but he's like mm. saying that um, that Harkin has to go and uh, visit the count. He's got money to spare and he likes throwing it around and he's wanting to buy a house in our city. Uh, and so he's going to go over there. It's another real estate story. Who knew? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, he says it's going to be a marvelous journey that may cost him in pain and blood. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, stop selling, I guess. Like, mm. <laughs> I mean, they laugh about it like like that was a sweet gag, but I, I don't know. Maybe the fr- the um, cadence doesn't come across in the in the caption card, but yeah, yeah, it's worded better. But anyway, <laughs> I can't think of a fun, friendly way to say pain and blood. Yeah, right. Ah, oh, that'll cost uh, you in pain but- and blood. Bloody, oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> And, um, yeah, we get the crash sound and on the run here, uh, but it doesn't really sync up with much. It's just sort of mm. Renfield staring into the distance while I think, uh, Harkin tries to find Harker, sorry, tries to find the place on the map in the background. He just sort of looks around, I think supposed to be like, oh, he's sinister Renfield. He's got <laughs> something else going on or Reinfeld. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Reinfeld, I think is correct, actually. Um. 
That sounds all right. Yeah. Uh, the yes, he, he says, um, do not pay attention to the the people there if they describe it as the land of phantoms, uh, which is <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I, I wish my city was described as the land of phantoms, but yeah. it was not. Yeah. I guess you just paid attention and then, you know, it's true. doing what he wants. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But he's off to the Carpathian Mountains, the Carpathians, which I believe are real mountains. I think that's a, a thing. Um, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, no. And uh, all the... All the clocks go off as we get into time uh, when Nina is receiving the news that um, Hark is going to go off to talk to the Count. And she's like, oh, no, my beloved is leaving. Um, Nina, I've noticed here, she looks a lot like a female Noel Fielding. Uh, and oh, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't get that out of my head the whole time. Just I, I think Noel would be great in this role. <laughs> <laughs> just as the the wife of <laughs> a victim of dracula i think he was born to play you know mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm for it they're supposed to be so um is it robert eggers the guy who did the lighthouse and the witch right the yeah. Vivitch, um, yeah, yeah they're supposed yeah. to be remaking this with um, oh, cool. anya taylor joy but like i think he's stopped and started on it like i don't think he actually thinks he's worthy of remaking it and but he's also put in a lot of time and effort in remaking it so he's like no it could go either way but yeah i think he's just cast his um cast no fielding in it let's let's get that official perfect yeah get yeah. dunked and your taylor joy you're out it's noel's time no, she could- what if she played nosferatu <laughs> okay all right i'm back right? on board she could do that yeah because, like, obviously, I think the idea is he holds Nosferatu in too much uh, reverence. Yeah, yeah. So, like, just do something crazy with it. Yeah, female Nosferatu. Let's go. Heck yeah. The people are ready. It's been... Yeah. <laughs> it's been a hundred years. <laughs> I think oh, it's time. Some, like, ancient, ancient man logs into Reddit to complain. <laughs> like, the female Nosferatu, my childhood is ruined. <laughs> Sent from my typewriter. Yes. Sent from my stone tablet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I love it. But anyway, <laughs> yes. Harker prepares to go, um, prepares his bags, give his, gives his wife a big old kiss and hug several times um, as they're leaving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she, it's explained that she's going to go stay with friends in case you were worried what is happening (laughs) with her. Uh, I really liked that. (laughs) Um, Mm. uh, And then, yeah, he like, we go into, we're rolling into time and he's saddling up his horse and riding off. Um, A lot of weird cuts in this movie as well. I don't think they'd like Mm. really figured things out. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of strange uh, cutting between. They're like, well, we can't get this horse to behave. Especially, especially when there's a horse on screen, it, things are very jumpy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so he goes on his journey and he stops off at an inn, uh, part of the way there. Presumably, this is like a surrounding village. Um, as we get into the opening vocals of time, and he's just stoked to be there. Orders uh, dinner, and he's like, "Hurry it up! I'm on my way to the Count's castle." 
which is a record scratch moment for everyone else in the inn. <laughs> yeah. They are just like, no, he did not just say that. Because <laughs> um, they are afraid of the Count. Uh, they, <laughs> they're afraid in general as well, because they say that the evil spirits become all powerful after dark. And mm. it's like, okay, all right, fair enough. I just wanted a lick of lamb here at the inn, but... <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes in, uh, posts up for the night in the world's uh, weirdest looking bed. This bed is like like five yeah. feet off the ground for no apparent reason um, and made out of like huge bits of wood. It looks incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable, but he's still loving it at this point. Hark is having a great mm. old time. Um, but in the middle of the night, we're looking around outside and there's fucking hyenas out there like yeah the, what i, I was, forgot about that they're like why i think they're either wild dogs but this looks like a real hyena and i'm like Heck where, yeah. where the fuck did they get this um <laughs> bizarre but yeah it's yeah. freaking out all the horses and all kinds of stuff and all the people are scared and locking themselves inside um yeah, it's it's a very strange sequence. Mm. And Harker just looks out the window and he's like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> Bloody hyenas <laughs> yeah. keeping me up. Um, and yeah, he <laughs> slams um, the window shut right when we get the tempo change in time. So it's, it's, mm. the song slows down. He's like, enough of that. And we just move into the next bit. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Um, mm. And then he's like, ah, now time for some bedtime reading. Uh, I'm going to read The Book of Vampires. <laughs> the bumper book of vampires he has here, uh, published by Bram Stoker, I presume. Just a holiday read, Gareth. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it worked for me in Sydney. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it starts very well. It says, in 1443, 1443 the first Nosferatu was born. And you should never speak the Nosferatu's name aloud. In fact, uh -oh. me doing this is... I'm going to be saying Nosferatu a hell of a lot. So, we're in trouble. Mm. Like, probably not in Candyman trouble, but Nosferatu trouble. He's very slow moving, so I feel like I'm going to be okay. At least until the end of the yeah. show. And he has to, like, you know, get himself and all his coffins onto a boat first. So oh, my I God. fine. Yeah, we'll get to that. I think he he's he'll be fully <laughs> capable of that. Um, he's got the strength <laughs> oh, yeah. when he needs it. Um, but yeah, he's just reading this book and it's just good times. Harker's like brushes it off. He's like, oh, what a funny story. And he puts it like puts it down and goes to bed. And right as we go into great gig, um, the next morning breaks and comes in. Light floods the room. Um, and that, that's a good sync for me. Like the song change and the day change. Happy mm. about that. Um, yeah. the people are outside desperately trying to recover some very blurry horses, uh, that have escaped after the <laughs> hyena attack in the middle of the night and fair enough. Uh, but yeah, he says he's picks up the book and has another bit of a read and it says that, uh, men do not recognize the dangers of beasts at certain times and he's like well now this book's taking it personal and he just like slam dunks it into the ground yeah <laughs> hilarious oh. it's like this book offended me to... yeah 
I'd love to see someone slam dunk a book. Books have had a good too long. <laughs> Damn, get dunked, books. Your time is Do over. Do you reckon this was... Yeah, this is probably it. Like, movies were a new technology, and they're like, we don't need books anymore. Look what we're literally yeah. going to do to a book on screen. <laughs> wow. It was a fuck you from the director. He's like, get this old media shit out of here. Yeah. It's movies now, baby. <laughs> German experimental oh, comes- film. Yeah. Whatever comes next has a scene where they dunk her movie onto the floor in anger. Oh, yeah. It just keeps going. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that visual. Just someone picking up a reel of film, just throwing yeah. it on the ground. That's what we're doing every time we record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, uh. <laughs> but yeah, so he, after doing that weird move, he doesn't even weird a move. He's wearing like a, a sort of bathrobe thing, a, an mm. 1800s bathrobe. And he just starts like tearing it apart and turning it into like a towel skirt. I don't know why he does this. I don't. Maybe this is a thing that's lost to time, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what this is for. Maybe he's like doing it so he can put his shirt on. I don't, I, it's very strange to me, but I don't know mm. what is happening I genuinely here. thought we were going to just see him naked. Yeah, I, I thought like, so that's too. That's an interesting thing for the 20s. Yeah, thank, thankfully we do not. We, he, he, yeah. Maybe that's what was going on. He was taking the audience into consideration. He's like, well, they don't want to see me nude. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll just maneuver this <laughs> robe that I'm wearing. Uh, very strange. Maybe every morning you wake up, you're supposed to tear your pajamas into pieces to say that it's like, it's waking up time. Yeah. You put on a new pair. That's what you do at, a, at an inn when they provide you with pajamas. Mm. <laughs> you assume that more ones are coming and you just tear the ones that you have on. <laughs> Like, wow, I threw those away. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, where's my fresh one? <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a bathrobe provided for your room, sir, not for you. <laughs> what do you mean? I tore it to shreds. Uh, what, am I supposed to keep the shampoo in one piece? We're crazy. Exactly. I drank all of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, the next morning he takes off in a carriage. His, like, taxi service has arrived from the Count. Um, and, yeah, everyone is... I, I don't think, actually, they're related to the Count, these guys. They're just riding in that general direction. Um, mm. And so he hitches a ride in this carriage. And um, everyone's on board the carriage is still very weary of the sun setting. Mm. And so they are hurrying. They're bloody hustling uh, here. Uh, and but they get to a point and they're like no we'll go no further because not a, not for a fortune because here begins the land of phantoms <laughs> oh <laughs> um, and so yeah he's gonna like hoof it on foot from now on um, as everyone uh, disappears backwards and uh, yeah but who should pick him up but another carriage driver driven by <laughs> like how to describe this guy he's got like a big robe and a Mm. a feathered cap uh he's like an agent of of count olurk or orlurk whatever his name is uh he's a very weird looking dude but his carriage goes so fucking fast (laughs) like need for speed pace uh Mm. hot pursuit here like this this carriage is ridiculous 
Yeah. It's just sped up horse footage, folks, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is... It is the first, but not the last, entry into vampires looking silly when they're supposed to be fast in a movie. Because, like, the rest of the, the yes. whole Twilight um, franchise, just they also just speed up footage for their vampires. And it's also incredibly yeah. goofy in a way that no one intended. There you go. Maybe it's just a very nuanced reference to Nosferatu mm. <laughs> instead of a terrible oh. filmmaking decision. <laughs> 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 I like that. I'm given all my benefits of the doubt now. There you go. Shoutouts to you, Twilight. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. So he goes. He arrives at the castle, and then his like ride disappears behind him. Uh, and yeah, there's like uh, he goes through these big old doors, and there's a guy that comes out to meet him, and it's the bloody count himself. He's just out oh, and yeah. about in town. It's supposed to be the middle of the night, but things are looking very bright <laughs> out. Yeah. At one point, they just inverted the footage to like make it look dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's real weird. It, I, I felt like I was like in a My Chemical Romance video briefly when I was watching the carriage <laughs> just inverted. Mm. It was great. Uh- <laughs> it was. Um, I think it was actually impossible to film at night in 1922, so they just kind of had to do the uh- best they could and kind of trust... That the audience would be like, oh, there's a vampire on screen. So, therefore, it must be night. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They just, yeah, they would, there was no, like, lighting rigs or anything that they could deploy, probably. So, they just mm. worked with what they could and used the cards. They were like, look, uh, you're bloody late. Yeah. It's midnight. Nos- Come on <laughs> in. I'm a, I'm a busy Nosferatu, okay? You gotta. <laughs> yeah. You I gotta got lots to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I did like that he just came out to greet him himself. I think presumably because everyone else is dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but fair enough. Yeah. Because he's like, my my servants are all asleep. And it's like, we don't see any servants ever. <laughs> so I think he's ate them all. <laughs> but fair play to him. Um, Almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So they have a spot at dinner inside the the Count's castle, which is some nice decor. He's got like a huge checkerboard floor and this like grand dining table. All the classic kind of castle vibes here. Very good. Mm. Um, and he's he's reading over the arcane runes sent <laughs> to him by the real estate department. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, this appears to be all in order. And then... <laughs> Um, we're in the middle of, um, money here, but unfortunately this is when we get a clock going off in the film because there's a skeleton alarm clock (laughs) that is, that is canon to Nosferatu that I'm thrilled to see. I want this. I assume you immediately tried to find it. Oh yeah, I couldn't. It doesn't exist as far (laughs) as I know. I think this is custom. But it's like a little skeleton who uses a mallet to ding a bell to uh, atop a clock. And I just love that. Mm. It's very good. Um, It's the the original cuckoo clock. It's just a little (laughs) skeleton. They're like, actually, this is cuckoo clock. Oh, nice. Yeah, people are hiding on the hour. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't have to see this spooky skeleton emerge. Yeah. 
Um, it's part- a very quick bit of skeleton news. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> a beloved segment. News. If a skeleton comes up, um, Home Depot has sold out of their huge skeletons, but Best Buy has Congrats. an eight-foot skeleton for sale. So, oh. skeleton news. That is not 10 feet. That is two feet less no. than required. <laughs> right? All right, oh. Best Buy. Live up to your <laughs> fucking name. <laughs> yeah. I'm so angry about that skeleton news. I'm glad that other skeleton oh. substitutes are available, but mm. I'm disappointed by their lack of reach. You know, uh, it's just a powerful speaking of, thing in America that's happening. Yes. Speaking of reach, um, if you can ship us a 12 foot skeleton here in New Zealand, um, that'll be much appreciated. Yeah. I will put it on the roof of my two-story house, if at all possible. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It'd be so He's much He's going to be interfering with, like, planes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Trying to catch birds. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Very spooky. Mm. So, yeah, as part of dinner, Harker is sort of freaked out by his host, and he accidentally cuts his finger... Uh, to which the Count gets up, springs up out of his chair, and he's like, <gasps> Blood! Your precious blood! And comes over <laughs> and he tries to have a wee sip. <laughs> which is, like, a little obvious. A little, little bit on yeah. the nose. The Count? I think you got to try and, like... <laughs> like, at least you bought him dinner first. But, like, you've got to... you got to butter him up a bit more, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh... But yeah, so he's obviously freaked out by this and then uh, mm. like backs away into the lounge room or whatever. And his host is like, well, I've got the whole day to sleep. So let's have a wee chat about everything. Mm. And yeah, we, we cut away from this. Thankfully, we don't have to have six hours of uh, talk with <laughs> Count Orlock. But that would be that would be fun regardless. But oh, just yeah. to hear what he's been up to. <laughs> i bet his stand-up material is terrible when he's just like <laughs> yeah. like lying in a, in a it's like you know when you're having a having a sleep and the sound of the rats keeps you awake <laughs> am i right ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ever drink in someone's blood and then you you get some cholesterol in it oh, <laughs> oh man <laughs> crazy <laughs> Oh my god. Ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so luckily Harker is saved by the sun rising and um, and Count Orlok disappearing. And so, um, yeah, he's just nowhere to be found mm. the next morning. He's like, oh, thank goodness. But he does wake up with some weird marks on his neck, um, which we can't really see in the footage, but we know exist. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. he mentions them because in the letter later on. Yes, we've been told mm. later on that he... That he uh, got bit, basically. Um, and he's like, that's weird. And then he tucks into a bit of breakfast uh, as we go into us and them. And he's out exploring the castle grounds, which are glorious, by the way. Um, he's having a grand old time mm. up on the mountain. And yeah, he writes a letter to Nina and say, like, says that about how things are going he talks about the bite marks on his neck and he chalks them up to basically like (laughs) spiders biting him or mosquitoes or something yeah which is very funny 
he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Even in the letter, he just writes like, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and that he's also been having some terrible dreams. Uh, but he's having a good old time. He doesn't mind. Hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, spirit's still high at this point, despite everything. Um, yeah, and he posts the letter. Like, a guy appears on a horse and he hands them the letter. <laughs> the original post service operating even here <laughs> to Dracula's castle. So, oh, yeah. shout outs to that. Even <laughs> even Dracula gets to send messages. Uh, very good. Mm. <laughs> um, so... It says at twilight that the, the castle comes alive with shadows. And that's just that intro to the next scene. It doesn't mean anything, but I do like <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and then, yeah, it's like we see that the Count is pouring over these these arcane runes again, the, the documents. And he's keen to purchase the house, um, which is across the road from um, Nina and Harker's house, by the way. It's this mm. abandoned mansion that's that's there and he's like ah that would be perfect uh for that and um as he's looking over these things uh harker has dropped a or had on his desk a uh portrait of his wife that he was carrying with him to remind him of her uh like uh, yeah i guess not a photo i don't think but um a painted portrait of nina yeah. and uh <laughs> To which the Count picks up and he says, ah, is that your wife? What a lovely throat. <laughs> I love oh. that. I love the energy of complimenting someone's throat. That's yeah, not that's even so Nick scary. All the way. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Would love to watch what her a lovely eat throat. Some soup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very strong. Um, he's got away mm. with words the count um, oh yeah he accepts the the uh real estate as satisfactory and he's like yeah i'm all right i'm ready to move in now that i've said that weird thing about your wife let's do <laughs> yeah. it um i'll sign on the dotted line i'm just checking if you're chill by saying that and yeah you're chill enough to live next to <laughs> yeah for sure um and yeah so harker's like a little bit freaked out at this point and he has another read of his book and it says that the nosferatu Drinks the blood of the young by biting a victim's throat. The use of the word throat is not lost on him. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it's at this point that our friend the skeleton clock goes off again, uh, <laughs> heralding the arrival of the Count, uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, he goes to investigate, uh, looking like opens his door and he just sees the Count like creepily standing at the end of the hall. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is very good. And he's he doesn't have he doesn't have his costume on because up until now the count has been wearing like a hat and a cloak and a big scarf around him so that you can't really see how like fucking weird he is. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, but he's just standing here in this like black trench buttoned down trench coat. Um and you see his like fangly hands and pointed ears and sharpened teeth. He's he's a creepy boy and he's here. Oh, yes. The Nosferatu. I love him. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the Pink Floyd, uh, we're in Us and Them still. And the, we get the short, sharp shock uh, little thing. What do you call that? God. Uh, Adler? Oh, interlude. Adler. Yeah. Yeah. 
interview. Yeah, the little little, vocal sample thing um, plays as the Count opens the door by itself. Like, it it magically opens with his vampire magic and he enters Mm. very slowly over this. It is a short, (laughs) sharp shock for us. Um, And Harker (laughs) is just, like, doesn't know what to do, really, and just sort of hides in his bed, like, covers himself up with his covers to protect himself Mm -hmm. from the monster. It's very good. And we, um, we cut away from him to Nina back at home, who is uh, sleepwalking. She um, senses that Harker is in danger and like sleepwalks to the balcony. Um, and the, <laughs> the caption card describes this as a som- oh God, somnambulistic dream. Which I had to look up, which yeah. just means it just means a sleepwalking dream. Like if you're somnambulistic, huh. it means you walk, you sleepwalk, um, which is a crazy word. Yeah, ambulistic is in the official term for tightrope walking as well. So yeah, we're slow, to I'm slowly reverse learning. Move. Yeah, ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly reverse learning like- Latin on the show. <laughs> yeah thank you count orlock for teaching us the ways i assume that he like usually speaks latin and everyone around him's like okay i guess i remember some <laughs> like yeah jeez oh yeah oh just so rude get just hmm. get some get some get some learning in you count gosh <laughs> you bugger yeah um learn our ways too <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, he'll be he'll be great in the in the remake coming out 2022 uh the 100 yeah. years remake they should actually do that i would really love to see a movie released every 100 years like this that'd be cool <laughs> oh it's just a, a sequel thing. yeah it's 100 years later and oh, be very man. good um mm. But yeah, so she weirds her the friends that she's staying with out by uh, climbing up onto a railing and then fainting. Thankfully, falling uh, into the arms of one of the friends rather than over the side. But it's a bit of a bit of a scary time, um, getting a bit spooked. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, <clears throat> Nosferatu. Meanwhile, our boy um, casts a shadow over uh, Harker. And Nina wakes up again and calls out to him. And, uh, yeah. And, like, over the over the many, many miles, uh, the Count, like, hears this, turns around, mm. and, like, is warded off by, I guess, her protection? I don't know. It's like he, he just disappears. He takes his leave very, very slowly. Um, <laughs> yeah as we as we go into any color you like but yeah he's like he's repelled by her in her dream she's like um i don't know uh what is it lucid dreaming and yeah uh, she's dream hopped into harker's mind or something to protect him <laughs> i don't know uh yeah some sort of yeah. nightmare on elm street 3 situation she's like a dream yeah. warrior yeah oh yeah the dream warrior okay now hmm. you're speaking in my language <laughs> Uh, yeah they they uh they call the doctor anyway to have a look at this dream warrior and uh he doesn't really know what to make of it It, as in classic 1800s doctor fashion he's just like oh Mm. it's a fever yeah that'll do um that's that's all he's got could it be hysteria 
It's got to be hysteria. Classic hysteria. <laughs> I prescribe leeches. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so Harker wakes up the next morning and he's thankfully safe. He's like, thank God. And uh, yeah, he sort of just runs around the castle looking for where the count hides during the day. Mm. He goes down to a crypt uh, area and there's an above ground tomb or like large coffin here, which he takes a peek into and you just see the <laughs> count's face just chilling. Um, and then, yeah, he opens up the lid and the count is just vibing in here, just hanging out. And I'm pretty sure this is a fake count because he like staggers away moving the coffin and <laughs> the count just gives no discernible reaction whatsoever. He's like yeah. ragdoll physics inside the coffin which is very funny it's either like fantastic acting or the a prop and i'm not sure mm. which yeah so harker like sees him chilling in this coffin and just sort of crawls up the stairs in fear uh mm. and then he like takes a peek outside and we see that the count is moving <laughs> he's just like up and at him now that it's nighttime <laughs> and he's piling coffins onto the back of the carriage in super fast motion just like picking them up (laughs) under one arm putting them on there and then he tucks himself into one and the carriage drives away this happens all in like like maybe five seconds it's so fucking quick um it's it's a lot to take in all at once but yeah he's just gone uh and yeah huck is like oh shit he's on his way to like move in (laughs) to my neighborhood and i'm here in his creepy castle uh so that's bad never told him he was leaving this is kind of rude yeah uh but um and we go in yeah we go into brain damage and he has to escape the castle and so he does the classic uh tear up the bed sheet and make a rope out the window Mm. like you're a teenage girl escaping from the second story (laughs) you know (laughs) fantastic um, yeah, this was the real reason this film was uh, banned in Sweden. It wasn't because it was scary. It was just they yeah. didn't want to encourage any um, rebellion from teenage girls. Out past curfew partying with Nosferatu. Right. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not here for it, girls. <laughs> yeah. I'm your dad, There's a reason man. they call him Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> He's just huffing Nos, man. Yeah. Gosh. He's going, going ham. That's why he's moving so fucking fast. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's like, we see the all the coffins piled up on like a river pontoon, like a raft just going downstream, yeah. which is very funny. Uh, not the funniest cartoon, uh, uh, cartoony uh, coffin moment in this movie, but one of the no, better no. ones. Um. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Harker has gone to, like, the doctor because he's, like, drained of, um, of sapped of his energy after his, mm. uh, the Count's been sucking his blood away. And uh, it's, I think this is, like, a nunnery or something. There's a, a priest looking over him or s- something like that. And, um, yeah, he's seeing these coffins in his dreams. And they're like, ah, yeah, hysteria, classic. Got him again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, so they the coffins get loaded aboard like a big ship 
to be taken um, to Bremen, the um, where everyone is based, I guess. It's very, um, it's weird that they have to go via ship when Harker didn't. He took a horse here, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe coffins That's just really good are easier. Maybe they're easier to transport via ship. If you have like 12 coffins that you're trying to move, just put them on a ship rather than on the back of the horse. Like that's going to be hard <laughs> mm. on that horse. Yeah. This episode brought to you by boats. Um, but yeah, they, they're all, they're taking them away. Right. Uh, mm. And loading them onto this big ship and uh, they have a look inside, but it's just full of um, soil of earth. And so they're like, oh, okay, that's normal. And they start um, moving them onto the ship. And then, but the dockside rats are bloody loving the soil. They are crawling all over it. They're like, oh, yeah. they're having a great time. And so they're going to follow on board the ship. They're coming along for this for this ride. <laughs> um, and yeah, the count is on his way. And we get the weirdest interlude, which I didn't expect at all. There's a doctor, Van Helsing, who is investigating right. the effects of vampirism. Um, we get to t- talking about him and he's looking at carnivorous <laughs> plants. We see on screen a Venus flytrap devour a fly and he's like, ah, yes, this is the vampire of the plant kingdom. And it's like, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That isn't, I mean, I guess like in that it's carnivorous, but I don't know. I feel like this is a thing that they injected, but just because they thought it was cool. I wasn't expecting yeah. like a nature documentary in the middle of this film. <laughs> Very yeah. strange. It's like when I learn a fun fact and I go out of my way to drop it into usually this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the Van Helsing of our podcast for sure. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> hey. makes me the Nosferatu. So, you know. Okay. <laughs> You're just hunting me down. I'll allow it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did say, <laughs> not in like a bad way. I think that you're like, Van Helsing's <laughs> a cool guy. He hunts down Dracula yeah. in, in the actual Well, this Dracula. one doesn't really um, hunt. This one just kind of like no. teaches. And he then just leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's too busy with his bloody students. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. <laughs> I, I compare you to uh, the the Van Hel- the modern Van Helsing, you know, with the automatic crossbow and, <laughs> and all that. Ah, uh, the um, the hunting down the vampire, the old Hugh Jackman. Yeah, you're Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. I think we've already compared ourselves to Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing on the show, so I'm for it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god, <laughs> I but I'm yeah, OG Nosferatu for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If listeners have never seen us, I want them to picture um, Van Helsing and, uh, sorry, Hugh Jackman and Van Helsing and then Nosferatu uh-huh. in a um, Van Helsing wig. <laughs> yeah, that's fully accurate. Absolutely mm. correct. Yeah. I've got the tiny little hat that he wears that's like way too small. Yeah. But it, it's like it's interfering with my- yeah, with my large ears are getting in the way. It's a bad time. <laughs> hmm. um, but anyway, so we get that weird little interlude as we go into Eclipse right at the end of the first play of the album. And um, we uh, <laughs> cut to uh, Reinfeld, who is 
like going mad or something. Like mm. the effects of Nosferatu are far reaching and have started affecting him because he's gone full Igor. Um, yeah. He's just like scrawling things on the walls and there's a doctor having a look at him and he's like, he's gone out of his mind uh, right as we get Pink Floyd singing about the dark side of the moon. <laughs> like, mm. Over the course of this one playthrough of the album, this man has gone completely mad. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think that's pretty good. Mm, that's great. Yeah. He's obsessing over blood and just has been locked in a little cell. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's where we're leaving you, boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He tries to fight the doctor as we get into playthrough two. Just like mm-hmm. jumps on his back and it's like, oh my God. And from there, we cut back to Van Helsing, who's talking about plants again. (laughs) It's like, what? What is, like, I don't know about pacing in this movie. Like, that's very strange. Uh, It is because it's, like, pretty much the middle of the movie as well. It's very, like, maybe it was, like, an interlude or an intermission and you were allowed to leave and go to the bathroom while Van Helsing lectured you. About plants. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they just, like, knew that people would be wanting to get up out of their seat at this point, And so they're like, okay, mm. we'll put in this bit about plants. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's, it's, it's strange that this is his only role in the movie, just to talk about these plants. But whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway. It does remind me of another book from the young adult section of the Christchurch oh? Library, which was um, Peeps. By, I believe, Scott Walker, but not the musician. Okay. And it was um, a vampire book, but every second chapter was just fun facts about parasites. And I learned a lot of fun facts about parasites. Wow. Yeah. I think a vampire is much closer closer compared to a parasite than a plant. Yeah. Like, that makes a lot more sense. For sure. Um, You know, they're very reliant on the host. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm. Yeah. They should, they should, you know, add that to the twenty twenty two hundred year sequel, starring Noel Fielding and Anya Taylor Joy. It's just like yep. some fun parasite facts. Yeah, and they'll call the movie Parasite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. I believe every movie called Parasite has won Best Picture, so you know, why not two well, for two? You know, there you go. It's a foolproof strategy. Uh, hmm. to get the academy on your side there you go <laughs> um, just make a make a damn good movie called Parasite uh, check it out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah we go into um, Breathe as we see um, Reinfeld again is just loving watching a spider devi- devour a fly there's like so much mm. like random animal stuff that we're just finally getting out to but I think they were just, like, worried that people wouldn't get what vampires are all about. Like, that they consume the living. Um, and so they had to make comparisons to other uh, things in the in the animal kingdom, I guess. You know? Yeah. That's a really good point. Because we take it for granted that we all have a so, shorthand yeah. for vampires. Like, almost too... It's almost too far. Like, any vampire movie you watch now... It has hmm. to, you know, make sure you know, like, oh, these rules apply, these ones don't, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. It kind of goes out of its way, whereas this one could just invent and invent, and then probably at some point they had to be like, oh, we got to catch people up. Okay. Yeah. 
Things are not going to yeah. make sense. It's been weird stuff up until now about like drinking blood mm. and, and rats appearing in coffins. But, you know, like we need to set some ground rules, establish where we yeah. are still on Earth here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we cut to maybe my favorite shot in the whole movie, which is um, Nina just hanging out in the, among the dunes, as it is described. She's just watching and waiting for her husband to come back. And she's down here at Crucifix Beach, Gareth, where the weather is clement and the crucifixes are plentiful. There's a crucifix for basically everyone down here at Crucifix Beach. Um, come on down and get yourself across. You won't be cross when you visit Crucifix Beach. Um, yeah. Use promo code SYNCFLOYDPOD. <laughs> And get, Add the water. Yeah, get 50% off a box of nails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's just vibing out here. It's a good fit for breathe, just a beach covered yeah. in crucifixes. I don't know what the fuck this is or <laughs> why it's this way. Maybe they're just worried that a beach wouldn't be spooky. And so they were like, yeah. I don't know, we'll make this beach also a graveyard. <laughs> but it's very funny. <laughs> yeah oh man uh but yeah the the friends of uh haka come and deliver his letter um to nina here saying that he's on his way home and she's it's all the stuff that we've seen before but it's again on screen for like a full minute so that we can be caught up in case you forgot <laughs> over intermission um and yeah uh she's reading it and she's like oh good but she runs off to go and find him as Pink Floyd sing Run, Rabbit, Run, which I'm happy about. Mm. Um, and yeah, she uh, Harker has recovered back in the nunnery. He's like off again on his journey. And uh, Pink Floyd sing Race Towards an Early Grave once more. Um, this time he cannot escape his destiny, Gareth. Uh, and mm. yeah, we cut to the ship that the count is on and people are coming down with sickness um they're just they're acting weird because the count started like feasting on all the people on the ship <laughs> um and yeah they like people are freaking out there's a uh, a report of a stowaway and so yeah they're like looking around this they go down and like look at look after this guy who's um sick in a hammock uh, below decks mm. And uh, give him a, like, I think just like a swig of whiskey to keep him going or rum or something. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he's just lying there and they head off. But then spectrally, <laughs> uh, Nosferatu appears just lounging on a coffin um, as a vision. Which so you, so you know that he's here. I think this is for the audience yeah. more so than anyone else. But I do like it. Um, he does a fair it's bit of this, confusing. actually. Mm. He, d he like phases in and out every now and then but he doesn't really use it much uh no he uses it to get through one door which i think was to <laughs> save the awkwardness of him yeah. trying to open and close that door on camera i love that bit that's like it's so <laughs> funny oh god um but yeah we go and see reinfeld once more who's like drawn all kinds of like horrible runes on his door and mm -hmm. he's he swipes a paper from one of his guards um and is reading about a plague that has swept through europe um which is actually the the effects of uh dracula of um the count mm. who is um 
draining people of their energy and their um, blood. And that's what the actual plague is. He's having this like catastrophic effect on the surrounding area. Um, I think just by existing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, he's bloody loving it. He's reading this head- headline. He's like, <laughs> hell yeah, this is what I'm all about. Um, and yeah, we um, get the live for today gone tomorrow as um, we see that the the people on the ship are just being killed off one by one. They're like, we see the like captain um, tossing someone overboard. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, and yeah, it's like everyone's just dying off. And then the the first mate uh, goes downstairs to have a check on. Um, he's like, I'm going to go look at the coffins down here. And uh, mm. he hacks at one with an axe, and then rats just start pouring out of the hole. Um, which is scary like that's a pretty cool effect because these coffins were full of dirt earlier and now they're just full of rats which is like ugh. um (laughs) no beef with rats by the way rats are chill it's just that they have this they just have this aura of spookiness about them you know um yeah Mm. yeah and they don't want to be in coffins they want to get out and it just happens that that spooks you yeah exactly they're out there finding Mm. finding some food on the boat you know um yeah they aren't actually they aren't spread they aren't the ones spreading the plague in this instance they get blamed for it but it, mm. it, it's all fake news about these rats uh well they it, weren't really responsible for the real plague it was the it's true yeah you know they what they're carrying in this case yeah. a vampire um, <laughs> yeah but yeah a vampire way bigger than them yeah just on their backs in the little coffin <laughs> um but yeah, <laughs> so there he's like opening these coffins, trying to figure out what the issue is. And the Count rises up dramatically. He does the classic. Mm. I think this movie invents it, like um, pivoting from his ankles, uh, rising up out of his um, tomb with his arms crossed in front of himself. The classic vampire yeah. move being established here. Um, very scary. This The first mate is so scared by this that he leaps overboard <laughs> he's like <laughs> yeah. i'm fucking out i'm done like i've just seen the invention of vampire as a concept and i can't handle it i'm gone see <laughs> yeah. ya uh he didn't even it. have um he didn't even have van helsing explain the basic um science no of vampire. he just had to see it yeah Maybe that's why they did it. They were worried that um, people in cinemas would be attempting to throw themselves overboard. Um, that's true, yeah. Yeah, in my ship's combination ship cinema where I'm screening this <laughs> in the most opulent fashion possible. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Um, on your weird, creepy cruise ship. Yeah. Oh, man, make that movie where I invite, yeah. like six guests to watch my film on my boat <laughs> Ooh, spooky I, mean, I'm I can't think of a that. title <laughs> yeah that's a good no. idea um yeah uh anyway so the captain seeing this he's like well there's something down there that's spooking people it's just killed my first mate and rather i don't want to make myself jump overboard so i'm going to tie myself in place so he grabs a rope and does 
uh, does a basic reef knot tying himself to the mast, basically, <laughs> or to the helm, rather. Um, and yeah, then the, we see the the Count just, like, appear and wander around the deck. Again, presumably nighttime, but there's, like, a beautiful mm. sky above him. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but yeah, he's just wandering around and we, the captain sees him and just like looks scared, but we don't know what happens to him. Um, Mm. yeah. Uh, Nina senses that, uh, her husband is close and, um, there's all kinds of like weird imagery here. We get like crashing waves at the beach, crucifix beach and, um, this wind blows out a candle of one of Nina's friends, like the friends that she's staying with. I don't know what any of this is yeah. for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she goes, she goes into like another trance, but, and is like, Oh, he's coming. I must go to him. And they think it's about the husband, but it's actually about the count who is approaching. Um, and cause he is pulling into Harbor on a ghostly ship with no crew. Um, Whoa yes uh um yeah he the count like emerges out from the hold like very very slowly and looks real creepy just like him coming out (laughs) i love him i love every shot that i get to see his little face absolutely he is such a treat and this is my second favorite shot of him where he's just like slow (laughs) slower than anything has moved rising up (laughs) Just having a wee peek at the world. Yeah. He's just like, he's a little animal, like a little creature Mm. just coming out of his hole like a mole, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What a a sweetie. Um, But yeah, he's ready to go and um, he just, yeah, gets off the ship under the dead of night and is just carrying a coffin under one arm. (laughs) like a boom box or something it's so yeah, funny this is my favorite it's so this good. rules it just watching him wander around holding a coffin under one arm is just so yeah. great um all the rats get off the ship as well they're off to do a ratatouille somewhere and um <laughs> yeah yeah uh harker and nina reunite but i'm not caring about any of this because we keep cutting back to the count and him <laughs> just like exploring a town and we get to see him he's got to approach his house in the most dramatic way possible and he just stands atop like holding a coffin under one arm standing in the middle of a canoe (laughs) just riding towards (laughs) his future home what the fuck being being propelled by magic so Mm. funny i love this energy from the cat it's so good Oh, I was screaming at my monitor when I was watching this. Just, <laughs> just loving, loving him approaching his ass. Oh, so oh, funny. Yeah. How could um, <clears throat> yeah, Harker and Nina uh, are reunited, but they <laughs> they think that they're safe. But things are about to get real wacky because they've just got a new next door neighbor that's going to drive them up the wall. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a sitcom waiting to happen here. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of investigation of the, uh, the crime scene on the ship because it pulled in in the dead of night and people are the, there's like a doctor investigating, going around, checking the ship's log, uh, which tells the story about what happened on ship, 
that they don't really know. There's this strange occurrences. Um, they bring the the captain's body, who's like died from shock or something. I think here, mm. um, or has been completely drained of his essence. Either way, he's he's dead. Uh, and they get some scientists to take a look at him. The bloody astrologist scientists from uh, Journey to the Moon here <laughs> yeah. taking a look over him. Um, and yeah, they're all shocked, and they're like, "Oh shit!" The they the scientists put it together that a plague has arrived because of the rats on board mm. the ship and they yeah they put it out there as the words there's a town crier who goes around telling everybody with a little drum um he beats on his drum and then announces yeah he he forbids this the people of the town to uh bring their sick to the hospitals which is i think i guess because they're like overloaded i don't know it's yeah yeah whole different sort of perspective in the time of COVID, I will admit, this <laughs> yeah, part sure. of Nosferatu. Uh, but <laughs> Although I wasn't imagine trying to make how a statement. <laughs> imagine how stoked we'd all be if it turns out COVID was just respond Like, there was a single vampire doing it. And once you got wow. rid of him, it all went away. Like, yeah, that, that would, would be, be kind of great. Also, not trying to make a statement, but that would be the only COVID response the US would be prepared for. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, good. Our trillions of dollars of military the, think of the budget advertisements, should do this. Though. That'd be. That'd be the ad. The ads for it would be great. Stake COVID right through the heart, like that kind of thing. It'd be yeah. very fun. <laughs> oh man, I'm into it. We just need the like <laughs> defeat COVID like it's a monster angle, and I think then we're gonna be fine. Mm, heck yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, there's a priest who goes around drawing uh, pr- protective crosses on people's uh, doors with chalk, which is I think a thing that like another call out to the a real plague. I think they actually did this mm. um, for the bubonic plague when they were like warding it off with the power of um, God. You know, that's, yeah. that's something that they did. Um, that rings a bell. Yeah, and that's uh, happening at the end of money. Money's trailing out. Is the giving none away. Um, yeah, because no one's out. They're all locked up inside, like responsible <laughs> people during a pandemic. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, um, we head into us and them, and uh, Nina is having a read of that vampire book herself. Something that she was apparently forbidden from doing, uh, which is a little mm. bit harsh, but whatever. Um, yeah, she's getting all like hot and heavy over it as well. She's like fainting in a chair reading about vampires. So maybe <laughs> yeah. there was a reason uh, that it was forbidden. Um, <laughs> but she reads a passage that is, hasn't appeared before. Apparently, if a woman pure of heart offers her blood freely to a vampire, it will break the spell and she must keep the vampire by her side until dawn. Uh, which is some <clears throat> bullshit propaganda from vampires, <laughs> I think, to get more blood. I think this is a big scheme <laughs> by, <laughs> by that the vampires have somehow worked into this book. Being like, <laughs> yeah. ah, yes, a woman pure of heart must do it. Uh, you bloody creeps. Hang out with me all night. Yeah, right? Exactly. Mm, the font is different in the book all of a sudden. <laughs> it's on a different colour paper. Yeah, the issue is that 
Nosferatu's handwriting is in that gothic font. And so yeah, you couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she just, uh, I love that she like points over to um, the Count who's in his house. <laughs> like she just points at his like, oh, this guy is, is the worst. And like, he's just chilling in his house. I think we see him in the window, just vibing. It's so funny yeah. that they live that they live right across from each other. That's just the funniest yeah. part of this whole movie. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, the town is just having a bit of gossip about who's going to get struck down next by because the people are getting taken out left and right by something. Mm. Um, and uh, <laughs> There, uh, yeah, we see coffins being carried through the streets and yeah, yeah it's no good. Um, and everyone's, yeah, having a chat, spreading rumors and, uh, Reinfeld escapes prison, his little cell. He beats up his guard and he makes a break for it <laughs> and just starts running around. This is such a weird subplot that happens. This little eagle mm. dude, um, he's. We just see him like running around. He's up on a roof and people start throwing stones <laughs> at him. Um, and then he runs into a field and <laughs> there's a brief cutaway to Nina who's doing some like cross stitch and looking bored out of her mind. Don't know why <laughs> yeah. this is here, but it made me laugh because it <laughs> serves no purpose. Um, mm. But yeah, they're all chasing down Reinfeld and eventually they catch him, but not before... Um, just tearing apart a scarecrow. <laughs> These villages are fairly simple and that they think that the scarecrow is him. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, uh, to be fair, it was at a distance and I briefly yeah. was like, whoa, they're destroying Reinhardt. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, hold on. No, scarecrow. No, no. It's a scarecrow out in the field. It's okay. Oh, now they're going to have to deal with all these crows. Uh, but yeah, they do eventually catch him. Uh, yeah, he's locked. he's locked up later on, so... Like nothing happened, but um, yeah, it's not shown that they actually catch him. It's just implied, mm. I guess. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah. So we cut to uh, the count who's just vibing as we go into uh, any yeah. color you like. He's hanging out by his window with his creepy hands outstretched, and uh, Nina like uh, wakes up in her trance again and sleepwalks over to the window uh, and throws it open inviting him in um hoping i think to break the spell perhaps or maybe she's just under the count's trance it's not clear but um she's she opens the window for him and the count's like oh okay girl i'm on my way over here i come <laughs> yeah. um this invitation's all he needed and um yeah nina faints into uh harker's arms and she's like get the professor. I need the professor to help because I'm not feeling well. And uh, so he runs off to get him because there's obviously no phone <laughs> to call him up. Mm. Uh, so yeah, he's got to like travel to the professor's house to go and get him. Um, but in the, in the interim, uh, the count arrives. We see his, the, the classic shot from uh, Nosferatu, the, probably the one that everyone thinks about. If you think about this movie, which is his shadow projected onto the wall yes. with his creepy hand outstretched and he's climbing up the stairs. It's really good. Great little, yeah, great little shot. Um, I thought there'd be so much more of this. I thought this movie no. was going to be, I'll say it a lot more stylish. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's from yeah. a while ago, so like it, 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 it's mostly like it, the iconic stuff is condensed into these final parts. I wish yes. some of it was more iconic, like him holding the coffin and going on that canoe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want that more of that in my life, but. Um, <laughs> But no, everyone talks about the creepy shadow stuff, and that's fair enough, because mm-hmm. um, it is good. Um, yeah, we're going into brain damage right on time, baby, as this is happening, because um, the lunatic is on the grass, and here he is. It's our boy. Um, mm. He's got his shadowy hands projecting onto um, Mina and, like, clutching at her heart. I think this is a cool shot as well, actually not getting enough props um because he like grabs yeah. it's like clenches his hand um causing the shadow to do the same above her um heart and she faints because of that i think that's sick i think that's a really cool yeah. thing and then yeah we see him just like knelt down next to her bed having a wee sip from her neck from her throat <laughs> yeah. which is another funny shot because you just see his little eyes peeking over um he's crouched down very funny and mm-hmm. uh yeah the professor has been fetched and is they're on their way back but um dawn is coming and we see the rooster crowing atop uh, a rooftop and uh yeah we're in the chorus of brain damage and the count is like oh fuck he looks up and turns around. There was no skeleton clock to tell him that dawn was coming yeah. in this house. So he missed his memo. And and now uh, we get a cutaway to Reinfeld, who's in his cell, and he calls out to his master to beware. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that he like he's never met the guy, but he is just, yeah. he is just full servant to yeah. to his dark lord hilarious <laughs> he's a nosferatu stan yeah <laughs> i love it i love that um but yeah the sun is rising over the hilltops on over the, the not hilltops over the buildings over the count's house and yeah uh he is he's like oh let me get home before that happens and he gets caught in the light of the open window and he disappears in a puff of smoke um mm. where he disappears and then a puff of smoke has happened actually is what happens <laughs> but that's fine um and yeah reinfeld is very upset because his master is dead and but uh nina is also dying she has had most of her blood drained in the night as part of this deal um with what the book told her to do and uh yeah she calls out to her husband but dies in his arms mm. and yeah, we go into into Eclipse and the caption card is saying that the plague abruptly ended uh, with the with the vampire disappearing and uh, with the vanished with the morning sun. And yeah, we get a very quick uh, shot of the castle destroyed. Um, I don't really know what that's meant to mean. Maybe it's just like <laughs> yeah. the destruction of the vampire also destroys the castle, but I don't know. Unclear. But that's surely, yeah. That's the weird final shot of the movie because we get <laughs> the end appearing on screen and Eclipse plays us out for pretty much two perfect plays of an album. Uh mm. what did you think and how did it sink, Gareth? Oh my goodness. Well, 
Yeah, I was hoping for two perfect plays, but we get the abrupt end of all these uh, old-timey movies. So yeah. that kind of threw me. And when I was, like, 19, I saw a band play in front of a projection of an old silent film. And it's, mm. like, the whole time I was like, oh, man, it's working so well. But I think it's just our brains are ready to see... We want a score. We want sound on our movies. So we're ready to yeah. put these old movies and, like, make them sync up with things. Because we can't imagine that they didn't have their own sound. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah. I might be just describing the whole fault of the show. <laughs> we just want it to happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, for me, it's got to be lower than five. Yeah. I think I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling that as well. I didn't catch that many since... Okay. It was like, mm. um, there were, there were like, I don't know, there were some in there. There were things lining up, especially with like scene changes in this movie, but not yeah. really. Because there's no dialogue, it's a lot harder to catch things. And yeah. That's I, what I was wondering. Yeah. Because we obviously had an English um, yeah. title, well, caption cards. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're on longer than they would have been in German or less time. And if we were getting the accurate syncage that- um max and then shrek true. wanted us to have yeah yeah that is fair enough actually yeah maybe this yeah. film would sink better in the original german but i don't mm. have time to learn another language for this show <laughs> gareth <laughs> what uh, i know uh, well, i'm so sorry to our That's, patreon <laughs> yeah that is the Thank highest well. possible tier james duolingo <laughs> tier where i learn yeah. german uh <laughs> You've got to pay uh, for him to study German at university yeah. for three years to be an expert. Get a degree in German. Um, yeah. There you go. Uh, that's the highest tier. Yeah. I think it's going to mm. probably cost me like, I don't know, 50 grand or something <laughs> up front, please. Um, yeah. Yes, so please. There you go. Uh, speaking well, of- Well, I reckon- uh, Oh, <laughs> I want to hear your segue. <laughs> Oh, uh, I mine was nothing. I was just going to say, speaking of fifty grand, it's got to be less than the number five, which is not really <laughs> anything. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be like three, maybe two or three. Ah, uh, yeah. I really wanted it to be four, so I could say Nos for Ratu. Oh, that's good. Nos for Ratu. Nos for so, I reckon it's a Nos for yeah, there you go. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Um, but you're you're a Nosferatu, <laughs> and you, you're up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on the graph, we'll have a little U there as well. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yes. Now, we have one very important bit of Oogie Boogie business for you guys. We've, you know, we've, <laughs> met, an, we've met an iconic... Um, cinema villain, a horror villain, the first horror villain to truly like eclipse his, um, eclipse the hero, eclipse the whole mm-hmm. movie. Mm, eclipse like a Pink Floyd song. But like, what if you took Uh-oh. these horror villains and you just bloody put four of them together to make a Pink Floyd cover band? <laughs> the yes. question nobody's been asking, but I asked it of you, James, and of myself, and I would love to yep. hear your. Horror movie villain my, Pink Floyd cover band. My lineup for covering yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah, I thought about this. 
basically on instinct i just wrote down the first mm. four names and the first <laughs> like the instruments and i was like yep that just that i went with my heart on these i love it so so get ready um on lead guitar and vocals uh we have the thing from the movie the thing um just mainly because i think they are adaptable enough to have the range required <laughs> to cover pink floyd you know um there's that one yeah. bit in the thing where that guy is like kneeling in the ice and just screaming and that's exactly what i need uh <laughs> you know um so we got the thing uh, on, on bass guitar, we've got to have Nosferatu. We've got to get him in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because he's got those creepy fingers, Gareth, and he's slapping away mm. on a bass. That is just perfect. He's pr- like, that is with spot his, on. His eyes are open wide and he is loving it. Um, on drums, I have Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors, the plant monster. Very um, good. Yeah, just vines covering uh, the large array of drums that <laughs> Nick Mason has to do in a <laughs> yeah. typical Pink Floyd show. Like, I, like P- Nick Mason had that wheelie chair for the Pulse performance. Um, you wouldn't need that with Audrey 2 because they're just like locked in. They can operate any drum in the vicinity with, with vine ah. tentacles, you know? So yeah, that's, that's really good. That's, <laughs> that's where i went for that and uh on the keys on the on the keyboards mm. array locked in there i went with pinhead from hellraiser <laughs> uh <laughs> just giving out the the creepy vibe i just feel like pinhead would listen to just non-stop synth like yeah. given the opportunity so that was my pick there so that's the lineup we've got the thing nosferatu orgy t- audrey 2 <laughs> and pinhead as my four piece cover of pink floyd there you go wow this is actually very <laughs> alarming and maybe we should have compared these first because mine was incredibly similar Whoa, i changed awesome. my mind on i had pinhead on keys until the last minute when i did a shuffle um Ooh. oh man so i okay i Lay also had the thing from the thing but I have mm-hmm. the thing from the thing on keys, oh. laying down all the different keys, all the different um, synthesizers, everything that Nick Mason has to cover. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thinking he might have to cover some guitar as well, because I'm not sure about my singer being able to do both. But, you know, the thing has enough That ones. is fair. I mm. did think about that because, like, you've got to... Basically, all the members are multi-instrumentalist and they're having to switch yeah. around a lot, right? Yeah. So that makes sense to mm. me. Okay. And then on drums, I have Annie Wilkes, who is Kathy Bates's character in Misery. Whoa, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. Um, yeah. She does a powerful bit of, um, well, I guess the only word is shunting <laughs> in that movie. Yes. And I think she could bring that. You know, imagine that on a kick drum. Imagine that on the toms. Should oh, have you settled. I sure am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and then on the bass, I'm putting Freddy Krueger with his long fingers. <laughs> oh, that's good. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's also, you know, he's got enough dream, dream-like ideas to kind of like, you know, yeah. take you to a new place. And then that on the vocals, sense. and probably hmm. only the vocals, because I, again, can't picture him playing a guitar. It's the scary goat from The Witch, 2015. Oh, 
Um, yeah, Black Phillips yes. with his yeah. beautiful, beautiful voice is bleak. Um, yeah, it's a little <laughs> different to the Pink Floyd kind of vocal delivery, but I think you know maybe these guys could do a kind of slower, kind of crooning yeah. Tom Waitsy kind of version of Pink Floyd for you. <laughs> oh yeah, well the thing mutates away on the synth. Yeah. Oh, I like it a lot. Mm. That's a very strong lineup as well. Ah, premium stuff. Loved yours. <laughs> and yeah, gosh, great. Well, yeah. Um, see both of them performing at the Hollywood Bowl this Halloween. No, um, mm. send us your send us your like spooky Pink Floyd bands on uh, Twitter at Sink Floyd Pod or Sink Floyd Pod at gmail.com. Or any of those kind of yep. places. Just look for Sink Floyd Pod. And yeah, next week we've stumbled. Well, no, stumbled or blindly charged forwards into <laughs> a, a tradition on this show where yep. it's Halloween. Uh huh. Um, Halloween week. And we, you know, we've given you a month of spookies, but it's time for us to do a Halloween episode by yes. <laughs> reviewing an episode of a tv show mm-hmm. and syncing that with pink floyd because you know it's the witching hour and you've got to have something that fits comfortably within an hour yeah so you can get some witching done exactly so much witching to be and, done and so hmm. little time so on that note james it's your year to choose <laughs> what after i chose um the drew carey show last year it's my year I love that. Yeah. I've just won the whole year. It's mine this yeah. year. Get it. Get it. You had 2020. I'm so sorry. Yeah. My year is 2021. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have one. I, I thought of it. I, you went with a spooky um, TV show or t- something that spooked mm. you from your childhood. I tried to think back um, to TV shows and TV episodes that I could even remember from my childhood growing up. And like, I, tr- mm. I desperately thought back to like, ugh, just anything that I watched and I could remember that, uh, had a lasting effect. And I thought back, I was like, what was I doing when I was watching TV? I thought back to the TV guide specifically. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I would get the, our family would get the TV guide and we'd enter the competitions and do like the puzzles and stuff in the back all the time. Yeah. And one uh, time I remember this distinctly, the TV guide came with 3d glasses specifically for oh. a TV shows episode that was coming up. And yeah. we are going to be watching that episode uh, because it is a trip. It is a good time. It is an episode of Third Rock from the Sun <laughs> yes. called uh, Nightmare on Dick Street Part 1. Um, it's from Season 2, Episode 25. And okay. yeah, it is gonna be fun. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it is a wild episode of TV. So... I'm very excited to see how it syncs with Pink Floyd. Perfect. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be next week. A Hel- Halloween Oogie Boogie special. Um, so get excited for that, listeners. Yeah, until it's our time to take a trip around that third rock that we love so much. Uh, I've been Gareth Blackler. <laughs> I've been James Barron. 
don't diss anyone's wives through rap and we'll see you on the dark side of the moon on the dark side of the moon your wife sucks (laughs) no (laughs) damn it no (laughs) (laughs) the curse